My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 211 of The Kate Show. And today I am talking all about how to create and sell digital products as a home industry professional. And if you're not in the home industry, this is going to look a little bit different. So per usual, everything I'm sharing today is specific to an interior designer, stager, organizer, workroom owner who is looking to turn their knowledge, skills, or abilities into some sort of digital product so that they can create another income stream. And this episode is brought to you by HoneyBook. If you're looking for a professional client workflow, then you need to check out HoneyBook. You can use code SOCIALITE for 50% off your first year. Just go to share.honeybook.com forward slash SOCIALITE and use the code SOCIALITE at checkout. Guys, I like using HoneyBook because I have to send a lot of the same emails to people in my agency, but I don't want to rewrite them every single time. And sometimes those emails have to just be sent out at routine times during someone's project. And I don't really, I can't remember stuff all the time. (laughs) Like just being honest, maybe it's mom brain. But even though I have a team, it's still hard to make sure that everything is sent out at the right time, that proposals are being checked on, making sure the client actually saw the proposal and signed it and made their down payment. And HoneyBook has automated all of this for us and it is incredible. Uh, It's kind of like hiring an admin, but way, way cheaper, especially with that 50% discount. So you should definitely check out HoneyBook.com. Use the code SOCIALITE. Okay guys, so as someone who runs a marketing agency, I often work with home pros who are trying to sell a digital product, whether it's a shopping list for outfitting the perfect room, or a collection of color palettes, or an online course, most of the products they're trying to sell have several things in common. They are buried on the website somewhere, they are not supported by a sales funnel, they lack visuals and descriptions, and they're priced incorrectly, but then the thing that they most often have in common that irritates the heck out of people is they aren't selling. And what is the point of that? A lot of us put time and energy into creating a digital product, and then when it doesn't sell, it can feel very deflating, defeating. Uh, It can really hurt our confidence, but it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, guys, my team and I sell digital products and services, and I know It can be difficult, especially when you're first getting started with them. And unfortunately, selling a digital product is not as simple as creating a PDF, setting a price, and putting it on your website. That's why today on the show, I'm walking you through how to create, set up, market, and sell your first digital product. I'll be sharing a list of tools I recommend for creating and delivering your product, as well as how to get more eyes on the product itself. If you have dreamed of selling digitally, but you didn't know where to start, or you've already tried and felt stuck, this episode is for you. And also, this episode is brought to you by Side Door. As an interior designer, you might feel like the only way to make more money is to work more hours, hire more people, set up a retail location, and basically drive yourself crazy. All this at the expense of your family, your mental health, and your physical well-being. Is it worth it? Well, no, not really. And honestly, guys, this plays in so well with what we're talking about today because Side Door is a great option for people who want to be able to curate products but not deal with the products themselves but still make like a 30% commission off it. And that's actually a perfect segue into why I recommend Side Door so much 
They let you sell trade-only products. Trade only, not retail. And because of that, you do earn an average commission of 30% on every sale. It's pretty smart because not only do you have far more income potential than using affiliate marketing, but you also don't have to worry about the headache of inventory or customer service. You just curate a room, make the sale, and get paid. Side door does the rest. You can sell each package over and over, or you could offer a custom service that lets you handcraft a package for every client. Either way, Side Door is a smarter way to scale your design firm. To earn money with Side Door, just apply to join. Go to www.onsidedoor.com to get started today. All right, guys, let's get into today's topic, how to create and sell digital products as a home industry professional. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Are you ready to start selling digital products on your website? This tactic is becoming popular as more home pros look for additional income sources. Maybe you want to slow down. Maybe you don't want to work as many hours. Maybe you just want to make more money. Now, the primary hurdle to selling digital products, however, is creating a viable, attractive product itself. If you've heard that creating a digital product is easy and that marketing it is difficult, get ready to flip that mindset because honestly, the more difficult part of selling an online product is designing the product itself. Once you have a relevant, well-designed product, the marketing isn't all that difficult because, I mean, honestly, it's easier to sell something when it's valuable and when it will actually help people versus trying to sell something that isn't very helpful, not very valuable, and nobody wants it. Now, I do have some ideas for you guys as to what would be considered a good product and what would be considered a bad product. As with anything in business, there are some pretty clear rules around what will sell and what won't. I've compiled a list of ideas that are specific to the home industry, along with some pricing tips to guide your journey, because ugh, it is a journey, let me just tell you. So before I get into that, let's just cover some basics. You need to figure out who is your digital product customer, because you can't create a product if you don't know who it's for, right? Digital products nearly always cater to a specific type of customer, one that tends to lean more DIY than luxury. Now, they might still like luxury, but they're going to be more DIY direction. If your current client base is luxury, custom, or high-end, you're going to have to actually focus on building a DIY audience prior to launching your first digital product. And I'll cover that when we talk about marketing a little later in this episode. But if you're thinking, okay, what does it mean to build an audience? That sounds kind of scary and intimidating. I don't have time for that. I just want to sell a product. Well, you have to have someone who will buy it if you want to make the sale. Building your audience will require you to do things like regular videos on the content you intend to create. So maybe these are social media videos and then offering lead magnets around that content to grow your mailing list and blogging about your intended product and its related topics. This will boost your credibility. It will increase your SEO around that subject matter and it will make it so much easier to actually launch a product and make money off of it right away versus maybe never. When creating content for social media, Pinterest, a blog post, you can't just say, I'm going to create a course on blah, 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 especially if you haven't even started creating it yet. Instead, you say, today I'm talking about 
XYZ, and I'm sharing tips on how you can incorporate these principles into your life, or I'm sharing a how-to on such and such. It's much easier to launch a digital product to an audience who's already interested in that topic versus trying to launch a seemingly random product to an audience who wants nothing to do with it and therefore won't purchase it. Now, I know that seems obvious, but I've made this mistake enough to know that it's worth mentioning because we don't all slow down long enough to think, wait, who is going to buy this? Build it and they will come is not reality. Now, let's talk about some product ideas because I've seen good products, I've seen amazing products, and I've seen some pretty bad products being sold in the home industry. And I have had people asking me, and I wish I had all the answers, but I don't. I've had people asking me, how can I sell this better? Or why is it not selling? I've started to notice a trend over time, and I certainly don't know all the things. I am learning them as I go. So everything I share today is just stuff that I have learned so far. There are people out there who know a lot more than I do when it comes to selling courses and products, but I've learned a few things in these eight years, and I'm just going to share with you what I know. So let's start with some bad digital product ideas for people in the home industry. The first one is color palettes. I've seen a lot of people trying to sell color palettes, but these are free by the hundreds or thousands on Pinterest. And while this could be a decent freebie, for your digital shop, it really doesn't constitute a sellable product. I know this because I've seen many people try to sell color palettes and they just don't sell. And then that person gets very frustrated and they think, well, I just can't do this. Truth is you can, but you just need to have a sellable product. The other thing is shopping lists. Shopping lists really don't sell very well. Unless you're selling the products themselves or you've done a lot of the design work and you're actually curating things for people, Merely selling a list of products doesn't offer enough value to the customer. Also, vendor guides and sourcing guides alone are not really helpful because they don't offer longevity. This stuff is based on the activities of other brands or companies, both of which are subject to pricing and availability and policy changes that can ultimately reflect poorly on you. Plus, a guide itself is not valuable enough to demand a price, though it could be a fairly decent freebie. Now, I hope this has not been too disheartening because, wait a minute, I've got a list of good digital product ideas for the home industry as well. The first one is designer room collections. This includes actually selling the products too, as well as a styling guide, a floor plan, a color palette, but not just a standalone color palette. This is where something like Side Door comes in handy because... You don't have to have any inventory, but you still have access to all the trade-only goods that you can curate for people and then add the extras like the style guide, a floor plan, and color palette. Another thing you can do, and this is more for the organizers who are listening, is a physical space or digital organization plan. So if you are trying to help people become more organized digitally, maybe you create a Trello board or a calendar to help your clients organize a certain part of their lives. Or maybe you offer a kit of printables to help them enjoy the process of organizing and include a video along with their purchase that shows you organizing that specific space. Whatever you offer needs to be specific. So if you have printables, they should be for the pantry or the kids' playroom or whatever. If you have a calendar or a Trello board, it needs to be specific to a certain aspect of their life. It cannot be general or generic because those things do not sell. Another good digital product idea is an online video course. 
It needs to be video because the home industry is visual and it needs to teach a very specific element of staging, design, decor, or organizing that you'd normally guide a client through in person. That ensures it will have value to the end student, the end user. Another good idea is an ebook. Now, it might seem like ebooks would be the easiest of all these to create and sell, but here's the thing. To actually charge someone money for an ebook, you had better make sure that thing is professionally edited and designed and that it solves a specific need or problem for the customer and that it's not just a boring PDF or a piecemeal document. No matter what you're selling, honestly, it has to solve a specific problem. It cannot just provide intangible ideas or inspiration. Your product should cater to a very specific customer avatar, such as a stay-at-home mom who's trying to organize her home, or an aspiring Airbnb host who wants to learn how to turn each listing into a luxury space, a specific person, a specific problem, a specific solution. Now, that aside, how much do you charge for something like this? Because pricing feels like a slippery eel. Nobody really wants to touch it, but at some point we all have to if we want to make money. Setting a price for your digital product might feel really complicated, but if what you're offering provides value and solves a problem, you can rest assured that pricing it too low would be a terrible idea. So let's just start there. Pricing something too low will hurt the perceived value of whatever you're trying to sell. So what you need to do is stay within the range of one to two times your normal hourly rate for a standalone product. So if you're selling an item, make it one or two times your normal hourly rate. If you are selling a video course or something else equally as in-depth, you should be selling it for two to four times your normal hourly rate. If you're selling something that involves a physical product component, such as a room collection through side door, your pricing model will be entirely different. You'll need to set your profit margins within side door and then charge any additional fees if you're customizing a collection for each customer. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by the Window Coverings Association of America. If you're an interior designer, a window treatment specialist, or an installer looking for business growth, listen up. With an annual membership to the WCAA, you'll receive trade discounts, ongoing education, and an exclusive listing in their homeowner-facing directory of professionals, which, by the way, guys, makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Whether you've been working in the home industry forever or you're fresh out of design school, the WCAA can help you take your business to the next level, whether you're just trying to scale up or you're just getting started. Go to wcaa.org for more details. Now, if you've got the product and you've got it priced, how do you put it on your website? What elements do you need to include? Well, I've seen this done a lot of ways. I've seen it done well. I've seen it done not so well. I've done it not so well, and then I've learned how to do it better. So here's what I recommend. You'll need to have photos that show your product mocked up on some sort of tech because again it's a digital product so have it mocked up on a tablet a laptop it could be a standalone tablet with a white background but then also someone holding the tablet so it looks like they're actually consuming your product the other thing you'll need is a description that explains what the product is who it's for and what problem it solves that's super important you'll also need a list of benefits so how the customer will be helped and a list of features what's included with their purchase You'll also need a clearly stated refund policy. Now, these five elements that I just mentioned, that's just for the product listing itself. We're not even talking about the sales page. 
And a quick note on the last one I mentioned, a refund policy. I am firmly in the no refunds for digital products camp because there's no way to actually remove the digital product from the purchaser. Sure, you might be able to remove their access to an online course, but even then, they might have already copied, downloaded, or consumed some of that content. And it's just, I don't know, it's not what I do. I mean, a lot of you probably already know this. We don't offer refunds for any reason. But if you feel strongly that you should offer a refund if someone asks you for one, consider implementing a 15 or 30 day refund window. Regardless of whatever your refund policy is, however, just make sure it's clearly stated on every product page and also in your terms and conditions. Yeah, by the way, you'll need to have a terms and conditions page and a privacy policy page on your website if you're gonna be selling digital products. But what about the marketing? Because that's the part that has most people listening to this episode or reading the show notes. Marketing a digital product or online course is a marathon and not a sprint. I guess we could just start there. I'm not gonna sugarcoat this for you. There is a lot that has to go into creating a sales funnel for these things. It's not instantaneous. You don't just throw the product on your website and then wonder why no one's buying it if you don't also have a strategy around how you're going to market it. So if you're selling a course, a membership, or some sort of community, here is what you need to do. Create a mini version of the course and make it free to anyone who signs up with their email address. This is a good way to test your product and gauge the saleability before building out the entire thing. Number two, share that mini free course on Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are, and be sure to use the mocked up images that you had created for the listing and also include a link for people to sign up for the freebie. Then number three, blog at least once a month around the content of your product and end that blog post with a sign up form for your freebie. Number four, once you know that people are loving the free mini version of your course, incorporate their feedback into your course sales page. Oh boy, the sales page. You need to build out your sales page and there is a science behind it. It does have to be laid out a certain way. I have a certain layout that I recommend that is linked in the show notes. So that is what you need to go look at. I could try to describe it to you guys right now on the podcast, but it would probably confuse you because I know I would be confused. You need to make sure that you're including things like testimonials, features and benefits, frequently asked questions, your calls to actions need to be in the right places, not just in one place, but multiple as well. And there's just a science behind it. So I do have a resource linked that you can look at in the show notes of this episode. The show notes can be found at katesocialite.com and then just go to the podcast page. Now, the last step is actually a whole other project in and of itself, and that is to create your launch plan. Now, the launch plan can be simple, but only if you've already tested the course and implemented feedback from the early adopters. Since you've been collecting the emails of people who signed up for the free mini course, you can now market the full paid course to those same people. They will be your most likely buyers. Send them a sequence of three to six emails over the next two months or however long your launch plan is. And honestly, it shouldn't be more than two months long. Each email in your launch sequence should have a purpose. Email number one should be, here is how to access the free course you signed up for because you want to make sure they're consuming that content. And then email number two, the story behind the course slash about you. 
They're going to want to know a little bit about the person behind the product. Number three, request feedback and reviews on that mini free version they signed up for, and then make sure you implement their feedback where needed. Number four, you can give them the opportunity to book a call with you. Now this is optional, but it is actually really helpful to better understand your customer and improve your marketing and maybe even get some other business out of it. The fifth email would be the full course announcement. So the full course is launching on this date and because you were an early adopter and you're in my email list, you get special pricing until this day. And then number six, the email would be the course has launched. The full pricing is now in force. Here we go. We're off to the races. And of course, other emails can be added to this sequence if needed, but be careful and intentional with each one. If an email doesn't really have a purpose, don't send it. And for the love of all that is sane, don't send more than two emails per week to your launch list. Otherwise, you're going to annoy the heck out of people and that will make sure they do not buy. Now, quick caveat here, the sequence I just described is not, I repeat, is not recommended for selling regular home industry services. So if you're trying to get clients for full surface interior design, home staging, organizing, or custom furnishings, do not use this sequence. You shouldn't be sending more than two emails per month for those services. Now, switching gears here. What if you're not selling a course? What if you're selling a standalone digital product? Well, the process is somewhat similar. The first step is you'll need to create a light version of the product, use it as a freebie, similar to how I described earlier when it comes to marketing an online course. Now, if you're launching multiple products, you don't need a light version of each one unless they are extremely different from each other. Just use the one that you feel will be most attractive to your customers. The next step is to share that product on Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You get the idea. Use your mocked up images, include a link to sign up for the freebie, and then also blog at least once a month around the content of your product and then end with a sign up form for your free light version of that product. And then Number five, follow the email sequence described above. It'll just need to be a little bit modified. So maybe your product launch is on a certain date and you're offering special pricing. If not, remove those emails, but you should still be following up, asking for feedback and seeing how they liked the product. The next step is once that sequence is done, make sure your potential customers are also in your regular email list so that they continue to hear from you once or twice a month. And then make sure to include a link to your digital product or products in each regular email newsletter that you send. I suggest featuring one product in each newsletter versus featuring all of them or just giving a link to your shop because that was that would be either overwhelming if you featured all the products or it would be underwhelming because you're saying click here to visit my shop and it's like well there's no incentive there. So just feature one product in each newsletter. And if you are featuring the same product every time, that's okay too. Maybe just use a different mock-up image. Now, with so many online tools available when it comes to selling courses and digital products, it can be hard to figure out which one is actually worth the investment and your time, the learning curve. So here's what I recommend based on my personal and professional experience. I recommend Side Door. If you're trying to curate and sell room collections, including decor, accessories, and furnishings, I recommend Canva if you're trying to create ebooks, marketing materials, online course collateral, etc. 
I recommend Squarespace because it's one of the best website platforms for digital products and online courses, and honestly, regular home industry businesses too. So if you have an interior design firm or home staging business and you're not selling anything digitally, Squarespace is still great for that as well. Another product or online tool I recommend is smartmockups.com. It's an easy and often free way to create mockups for digital products and courses. So, you know, mocking it up on a tablet or a computer screen, on a t-shirt, like whatever. I also recommend Stripe or PayPal for processing online payments. And then I recommend thecontractshop.com for your terms and conditions or privacy policy documents. Now, if you're like, okay, but all the tools in the world won't actually get this done for me, I need help creating or I need help marketing what I'm trying to sell online. Well, I do have some resources for you because I'm not going to just tell you, hey, you have to do all this work and then walk away. Like, that'd be so rude. <laughs> but you can get ebooks and freebies that are already designed for you from the Socialite Vault shop. Just go to socialitevault.com forward slash shop to check out the options. All you have to do is grab the one you want, add your content, and then start selling it. The products that we sell in my shop are specific to those of you in the home industry only. So interior design, staging, decorating, and organizing. And it can be as simple as you want to offer a client guide to sell your regular services, or you want to have a lead magnet that promotes your course or that promotes your digital product. We have those things. We even have the social media templates that you can use. And it's all super easy to customize. These templates are all created in Canva. You can make them look and sound just like you without having to design them from scratch because that can be a little intimidating. All right, guys, that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep your marketing simple, your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.